0: Judge Janine Piro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Janine Piro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now here's Judge Janine Piro.
1: Welcome everyone to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It is a beautiful day here in New York City. Uh, and as always, I'm armed and ready to serve my uh, listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, you know, I usually start the show by talking about what has happened this week in America. And I kind of riff on issues from what Joe Biden is doing to what's going on with crime to maybe something is popping up uh, in a particular state that is deserving of our discussion. But there is one story that literally trumps every other story. And I want to talk about it with you for a minute. Uh, And it is something that I think is incredibly significant, not just to this show, but to all of America. It is a turning point for the United States of America. And, of course, I'm talking about the indictment of a former president of the United States. You know, for seven years, they've hated him. For seven years, they targeted him, they hunted him, and they even created their own psychological disorder called the Trump derangement syndrome. They despise the man. They hate his guts. They impeached him over a fake Russia collusion. There was no Russian collusion. There was no such thing. We find out. That Hillary Clinton paid Christopher Steele to create a false document that was used to prop up a FISA warrant that allowed the Justice Department to literally uh, surveil an American citizen to get a bird's eye view on what was going on with a presidential candidate. That candidate, of course, Donald Trump at the time. I called it the antics of a third world country. Little did I realize that those antics would never stop. Hillary Clinton paid for that dossier. She used it as a legal expense, which is precisely the alleged crime here, which is no crime at all, but she wasn't prosecuted. And she tore this nation apart for her own political gain. Hillary Clinton created a dossier that had Republicans and Democrats at each other's throats, that had parents and children, sisters and brothers, in-laws. Everyone was fighting with each other because of this Hillary Clinton dossier that tried to convince us that Donald Trump was a Russian asset and a Putin puppet. But more than that, they impeached him over a phone call to the Ukraine. And lo and behold, we find out that Hunter Biden, the drug addicted, he is a drug addicted, uh, dishonorably discharged individual who's been going around to Ukraine and sucking up money from all over the world. Ukraine, one of the most corrupt countries in the world, where Joe Biden goes in and admits that he told the prosecutor. You know, you better start, stop going after my son's company that we get $80,000 a month from, or you're not going to get American tax dollars for your country. This is corruption. It's pay to play. But let me just go back to what has happened. This local DA, Alvin Bragg, has turned the corner on America. This is a takedown of America. This is a crime against America where the left doesn't care about the rules, where the party in power, the ideologues on the left have made a decision to take down not only a former president, but someone who was a declared presidential candidate. The Dems have taken a misdemeanor that is barred by the statute of limitations and bootstrapped a federal crime over which they have no jurisdiction to try to give it life, and they've indicted the president, a former president of the United States. It is a sealed indictment, folks, but they leaked it. they leaked it, even the target, even the alleged accused defendant didn't hear about it. The press heard about it. This is as political as it gets, and the left has crossed a the line. They hate Donald Trump so much they don't they they can't get out of their own way and this guy has had what four grand juries impeachments indictments now, and the truth is. We look like a society that has been destroyed. The left hates capitalism. They hate the criminal justice system. They hate this particular DA, the progressive DAs that are in there. They don't want to prosecute crime, people who are shot, stabbed, beaten, and brutalized. No, they want to go after their political opponents. This is not only tyranny. This is what they do in third world countries. Can you imagine what we look like to the rest of the world right now? And they have destroyed the system, perverted the system. And the truth is that everyone has lost faith in the criminal justice system. Only the, only the Democrats are the ones who are not prosecuted. They get a local DA to prosecute a federal crime and every Republican right now must understand that they cannot play by the Marcus of Queensbury rules, that this is a war, this is a destruction of the United States of America. It is a battle where the left-wing ideologues funded by George Soros have decided that they are going to take down everything about this country that is great. Let me ask you a question. When is the last time you ever heard a democrat say they love America or they believe in the constitution? The democrats attack free speech. They the democrats actually had the FBI engage with social media companies to stop the Hunter Biden laptop information and they got 51 uh, intelligence, so-called intelligence officers, to say it looks like Russian disinformation when they knew that laptop was accurate, and it is a treasure trove for any prosecutor who's looking to indict Hunter Biden and all of the family who gets millions from around the world. You know what? This is a sham prosecution, and it will, in the end, only benefit Donald Trump. But that is only. If we recognize what is on the line, what's on the line is more than Donald Trump, more than a presidential candidate. What's on the line is America, the freest nation in the world, that because of these left wing progressive socialists who want Marxism and ultimately communism funded by George Soros, these people are the ones who want to take over the country. We cannot let them do it. Up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I'm going to be speaking with Laura Trump, the president's daughter-in-law, Eric Trump's wife. She is an outspoken, articulate woman who has her own feelings. We're going to find out how the Trump family is doing and what she thinks of this. But we're also going to be speaking with medical expert Dr. Mark Siegel. We're going to be talking to Dr. Siegel about the trans individual who shot up that school in Tennessee and all the trans saying they're victims now. Everything is turned around when it comes to the left. Stay with us.
0: This is the Judge Janine Show. This is... The Janine Piero Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro.
1: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us now is a professor of medicine at the NYU Langone Medical Center, an author, a Fox News contributor, a dear friend. Uh, please join me in welcoming Dr. Mark Siegel to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, I don't need to say uh, much about Dr. Siegel. I mean, he is a man uh, uh, about whom I hold the utmost respect. Uh, he is the author of many books, COVID, The Politics of Fear and the Power of Science, False Alarm, The Truth About the Epidemic of Fear, uh, and on and on. But today we're going to start speaking to Dr. Siegel about the Nashville's shooting uh, and what, what's going on in this country where now the trans people are saying they're the victims, which is to me classic left. You turn everything around so you become the victim. So, uh, Dr. Siegel, welcome. Talk to me about this case where three beautiful nine year olds and three, uh, two teachers and a custodian were shot dead in a Christian school connected to a church.
2: And, Judge, you already hit, hit this right right on the mark, which is that, you know, it's, it's always people playing the victim card, and it obscures what the real issues are here that we can actually learn from, which is somebody was mentally unstable. That person was in therapy. Why aren't we talking to the therapist? Where was the therapist, whoever this is, in terms of determining homicidal ideation? You know, was that discussed? Did she did he or she, whatever pronoun you want to use, have a have a plan? I mean, and, and and were messages being sent that the therapist knew about? And, of course, there's a relationship between the shooter, Audrey Hale, and the school. I mean, because she went to that school or he went to that school. And so all of the, the diversion, uh, the deliberate diversion from these issues have obscured what I'm talking about today, which is that it isn't a gun that kills people, it's it's somebody's brain that's, that's gone haywire. And by the way, it's connected to a gun, of course, so that it brings up the issue of background checks. So there's that issue. You know, should someone like this be allowed to have a gun? Well, let's talk
1: about that, Dr. Siegel. She went in and she bought guns legally in the state of Tennessee. All she had to do was lie. And this is what I've been saying from day one. You got HIPAA laws. She goes in there and she's not on any medication. I'm sure she says she's not in therapy. She's diagnosed. So they give her a gun because they take her at her word. That's the first problem. Here's the second problem, doctor. She's got suicidal ideations. We know that because she texted her friend that morning and said, today's the last day I'm going to live. She's got homicidal ideations. The woman's buying seven guns and all, and she goes out and kills people. That therapist had an obligation under the law to report uh, uh, what Audrey Hale. And I don't know if she's a he or a she, and it doesn't make a damn bit of difference to me. It's a human being who took up a gun, went to a Christian school, and nobody wants to talk about the fact that it's a Christian school that Audrey herself, himself, whatever, went to. And now they want to say, oh, no, we don't know if it's Christian. Let me tell you something, Dr. Siegel. If this were a mosque, if this were a, um, a, temp, a a synagogue, they would call it a hate crime. They would look at it as a hate crime. But Christians in this country, we are being demoted and uh, demeaned constantly.
2: I agree with you that it, that that it's a hate crime. And by the way, it being a hate crime, and you're you we're in your terrain now, where you're one of the smartest in the country on this. So I'm 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 timidly uh, putting a toe into this. A hate crime doesn't mean that you necessarily have a specific victim, does it? Right. It could mean that you're just expressing hatred, a hatred towards an ideology, hatred towards your past, hatred towards your own identity. So it doesn't have to have a specific target, you know, a motive for a specific victim. And that's that's me, me uh, putting a foot into your water. The other thing that you that you uh, mentioned earlier that I think is really important here is the political correctness of this country. The whole woke ideology of this country is interfering with an honest view of what happened here. You know, you're not allowed to say certain things. If you get the identity wrong or the pronoun wrong, you're immediately disqualified from the discussion. Well, there's reality. no question.
1: There's no question, Dr. Siegel. I mean, generally hate crime, uh, at FYI, is, you know, someone's race or gender or age or sexual orientation. I mean, all of that. But there's no question that it started with Obama and the left. Politically correct speech, and then they started chipping away at free speech, and then they started chipping away at the press, and we saw it with, with the uh, Hunter Biden laptop where they suppressed anyone talking about the laptop till Joe Biden, who can't put a sentence together, got into the White House. but let's I want to keep talking about this idea of of an individual uh, who is a trans, and you know how, how is that seen? in terms of the medical community. I mean, the, uh, there's all kinds of legislation around the country that, you know, teachers are are some of them trying to give children the option and keeping the parents out. But is that considered like uh, a, 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 any kind of dysphoria?
2: Well, so let's get to that. And, and I, I, I already was preparing an answer to that before you asked the question. Mm-hmm. So as usual, we're on the same page. Listen, gender dysphoria causes... Uh, issues of mental instability there's no question but here's the here's the tricky part generally speaking people in that with, with that type of issue are passive they they're more likely to become victims than perpetrators she, she he or she or they is is definitely more likely to be suffering in silence but but and here's the but it doesn't mean that in this case where a homicide occurs It isn't related to that. I'm sorry. We're allowed to say that. We're allowed to say that the vast majority of people with gender dysphoria are nonviolent. But here's one who was. And Mm -hmm. could it be related to the gender dysphoria? I think it could. And that's how we have to speak about it, honestly.
1: Well, you know, it's like people with mental illness. For the most part, they're very, you know, they're very peaceful. They're not combative. But then you get to schizophrenia, yes. you know, and then it's a different, it's a different breed of cat. I mean, obviously, because we
2: because can't, I mean, I mean, go ahead. Let me let me let me dig down on this a little. You know why? Because you're living in a different reality, and if you're in that reality, it's an unstable reality, and it can intrude with this reality. I mean. It doesn't sound, I and mean, I'm speculating a little, it doesn't sound like the, the murderer here really, really was in this world, you know? Uh, I mean, he or she was talking about, about suicide at the same time as homicide. It was, there's a lot of mental confusion going on that somebody who was treating her wasn't really on top
1: of. Right. Well, if that person and obviously we'll get to the bottom of this, you know, they have an obligation. If they believe that someone is homicidal or suicidal, they have to report that person. Uh And it's easy. And that's why, you know, in some places we have red flag laws. Now, let's talk about the parents for a second. They said they thought she sold her guns that she only had one gun or she only had one gun left. I don't know what the truth is there, but she was not a minor. So, you know, there's not an obligation up there like there would be if she were a minor. Uh, but, you know, it, we need red flag laws in this country. And I know that a lot of people on the right are not in favor of that. But there's a lot of due process around those red flag laws where you're entitled to an attorney, you're entitled to a hearing. Uh, but it if you see something, say something as simplistic as that is, you know, somebody could have said something about this. And, you know, seven of those guns. And by the way, they they weren't, uh, uh, you know, semi they weren't automatic. They they were. uh Uh, They were long guns, but they were not what they've been alleged to be. And I'm not going to get into the definition of the, the guns, but there's a lot of warning signs. And unfortunately, when she sent a message saying she was planning to die right then and there, a call should have been made to the police department. But there's no mandate that a friend do that. Anyway, we love you, Dr. Mark Siegel. Thanks so much for joining us uh, this Sunday morning on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. I'll see you soon, Doctor. Uh, All right. An
2: honor and a pleasure. Thank All you. right.
1: Thank you. Up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, what a day to have this person on as a guest. We've got Laura Trump coming on to talk about uh, the indictment of a former president of the United States, her father-in-law, uh, make sure you stay with us right here on the Red Apple Audio Network.
0: This is the Janine Piero Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Biro.
1: Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Show. Joining us is a political expert, a good friend, and someone who certainly has a lot to say, I am sure. About the events of this past week, uh, I'd like you to join me in welcoming Lara Trump to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers show. Lara, of course, is the daughter-in-law of former President Donald Trump, and uh, I suspect uh, that she is feeling like I was feeling in this open—you know, not only uh, not only upset about what has happened, but sad for America. Laura, why don't you just take it from here and tell us how you feel?
3: Well, thanks so much, Judge. Um, Listen, you're right. Sad, uh, dark, depressing. Uh, That's really the only kind of way I can describe, I think, what not just I feel, what probably you feel, but I assume what most, you know, freedom-loving Americans feel. And we felt last week hearing the news of this indictment. uh, Obviously, that is going to go forward for my father-in-law. You know, this isn't just about prosecuting. Donald Trump. This is a persecution of Donald Trump. And the truth is, we all know why this is happening. This has nothing to do with keeping the citizens of New York safe, which is, of course, the job of the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, there. This has nothing to do with following the law because no law has been broken. The truth is, these people on the left, in the establishment, the political elite have hated Donald Trump since the day he came down, the golden escalator they've hated him because he's not one of them because he won't play their game and because he doesn't need them he fights not for the lobbyists not for the special interest groups solely for the american people and he exposed so many of them he exposed what was going on in this country and they will do anything and everything they need to do to prevent him from ever becoming president of the united states again that is ultimately what this is all about i think everyone knows it and, and I think the scary thing is, you know, once you cross the line that we crossed this past week, it was a clear demarcation in the history of America. Mm-hmm. We are not the same country we were at our inception. Thanks to Alvin Bragg. Thanks to George Soros. Thanks to the Democrats. We have crossed the line and we can never really come back because once you are able to weaponize the justice system against your political opponents, we are no better than the communist USSR, than Cuba than North Korea, and that is sadly where I think we find ourselves today.
1: Well, you know, Laura Trump, in addition to the weaponization of, of uh, all of these uh, agencies in government, you know, we we are also a third-world country. I mean, in New York City... You can't go out at night in most of the areas. I don't care what anyone says because you're not safe. And one of the reasons you're not safe is because the very prosecutor, and I, I resent calling him that because I was a real DA uh, who who investigated and decided to bring charges against uh, the former president, is not doing his job. His job right now is to punish victims And forgive the criminals. And for him to take on this political role on a case where jurisdictionally uh, he has no jurisdiction of a federal crime, the state crime is already destroyed or defeated by the statute of limitations. uh, He turns himself into a political whore. And that's what is happening in America. When we see a pastor who protests at a uh, abortion center, they bring a SWAT team to his house when he's got seven little kids, and then he is acquitted within hours uh, after the trial. When there are SWAT teams that the FBI is utilizing to go after their political enemies, I don't have to say the names, and yet the FBI is shutting down the social media to make sure that Joe Biden's son's laptop Doesn't impact the election of Joe Biden in 2020, where we know subsequent to that, based upon polls, that a lot of people would not have voted for Joe and he might not have he might not have won the election or would not have won the election based upon what people have said. This is. Not only a sad day, but we and people have used the term cross the Rubicon. I like to say it's the takedown of America. These are crimes not only against a man, they are crimes against America.
3: That's right. And Donald Trump has always said they're not after me. They're not they're They're after you. I'm just in the way. And, you know, it's so it's so true what you're saying about. The weaponization of these systems, not just against Donald Trump, but against conservatives in general. You're right. People praying outside of an abortion clinic. You get the FBI knocking down your door at 5 o'clock in the morning. Parents who are concerned about what their kids are learning in school called domestic terrorists. People who were at the Capitol on January 6th who committed no crime, locked up and the key thrown away. It is absolutely Solitary and confinement. Exactly. And you're right. It is third world country stuff. It was Joseph Stalin's secret police head who said, show me the man and I will show you the crime. If they want to take you down, whether you're Donald Trump or any freedom loving American, their message now is we can do it. You better watch out. And Alvin Bragg, the way he has let down the people of New York, Janine, you know, Mm -hmm. I left New York City with my family because I refused to raise my children in a crime ridden cesspool like New York City has become. And it pains me to say that. I lived there for 15 years, and I truly love that city, and I am so sad to see what has happened to it. The fact that his energy, resources, and taxpayer money has gone to this nonsense ought to infuriate every New York City resident. You should be there protesting against Alvin Bragg and telling him you want your money to go to the real criminals, to the people pushing people in front of subway trains and ransacking Mm -hmm. shops and making New York a miserable place to live. It is absolutely disgusting.
1: Well, you know, but the truth is that whether or not, uh, Laura Trump, whether or not, uh, Bragg decides he's going to do the job, where he is incapable. And you know, Laura Trump, what I worry about? I worry about, look, when I was a DA, you know, I, I had assistant DAs. I hired, I trained them. They became great prosecutors, great trial attorneys. And I returned to the courthouse every now and then. And all my, you know, uh, many of my ADAs are now judges. I'm so proud of them. You know, these young ADAs of, of Alvin Bragg are not being taught to be prosecutors. They're being taught to be defense attorneys. Who, as we go forward, is going to protect us? And what the people don't realize that if you don't have a good prosecutor, then businesses go out of business. Your home values go down. Your children are not safe. But the one person, though, for all of this talk who's paying the price is Donald Trump because he never played their game. One hand washes the other. The Republicans and the Democrats are in agreement. They agree at night to an omnibus budget bill, which is an embarrassment. But now Donald Trump has to go forward. How is he going to do this?
3: Well, you know, I'm actually shocked by, um, I'll use the phrase, the guts he has. I mean, you could say something else honestly about this man. I've never seen someone give up so much personally in pursuit of, uh, of what he knows is best for this country. I mean, from day one, we know what he gave up. And he said, I'm willing to give it all up to fight for what I know is right and to fight for the future of America. He loves this country and he loves the American people so much. And honestly, I, I give him so much credit because in a moment like this, when he could say, you know what, that's it. I, it's not worth it. I'm not going to go through with all of this. I, I've got to protect myself. He says, you know what? Absolutely not. I will push forward. I will soldier on and I will continue to pursue the White House because it's not about him. It's never been about him. Mm-hmm. It's about America. It's about the people of this country. That is why he fights so much and that's why he fights so hard. You go back to his Oprah interview in the 80s. He never yeah. wanted to ultimately do this. He said, I would only do it if I had to, if I felt there was no other choice. He was there in 2016, he won in 2016. He knew that he had to continue forward. And because 2020 happened, I got to tell you, I've never seen somebody more enthusiastic about getting back in there and turning this country around. So try though they might to stop him. He will never get up, give up. He will continue to push forward. And I think that this will only help him in his pursuit of the White House. And I believe he'll be our 47th president. It
1: will be very interesting to watch and see whether or not America has had enough. I mean, we watch this man be impeached twice over a Russia collusion that was a fantasy created by Hillary Clinton, who paid for the fantasy, the steel dossier that she deducted as a legal expense to Perkins Coy. She put Americans at each other's throats, families against families and Republicans against Democrats. She created. ...a division in this country to try to win that presidential election. She's skating free today, and the truth is, they indicted him, They, they, they impeached him for Ukraine, and now we know Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And you know what amazes me, Laura Trump? You know, Jill Biden goes to the Ukraine, Nancy Pelosi goes to the Ukraine... Uh, I believe Kamala went to Ukraine. Randy Weingarten, the United Federations of Teachers, goes to Ukraine. Now, why are these people going there? You know what Randy Weingarten's answer was? She said, I'm comparing the education system in America to Ukraine. Are you kidding me? There is Everybody's wow. bombed out. Who's going to school in Ukraine? I want to know where that money's going to. I want to know where all the billions of dollars that we're sending, where that money is ending up. But you know what? You get somebody in like Donald Trump, who's not beholden to any of these people, and they got to take him out. They have no choice. They have to take him out. And this is their strongest case, and I'll have at it because it is insufficient legally, politically, and every other way. And in terms of America, it is, we've turned the corner, Laura Trump. We've turned the corner. We did.
3: We did. It's a sad, it's a sad, sad day. But listen, I, I think most people look at this and they say if they could do this to one of the most powerful people on the planet, what could they do to me? What about if they disagree with what I have to say, what I think, what I post online? We know how it started. This is the next step. And people are awake now and they've seen it. And I think they're going to be done with it. And I think they've completely misjudged this entire situation, um, I think they've stirred up a hornet's nest and they really don't know, I think, what's about to come. I think they they really encourage people to take a strong look at Donald Trump, not as as, you know, a politician, but as a man who really has put himself out there, exposed all of them, shown us the truth and is willing to fight for us.
1: You know, Laura, one of the things that I find so fascinating is that, you know, the man the only man that our enemies feared is being eaten alive by small people, the the, the left, the Democrats, the, the woke people in this country. The only man that our enemies feared. You know, when Obama was president, Russia took Crimea. When Biden was president, Russia attacked Ukraine. When Donald Trump was president, nobody dared take anybody over because Donald Trump was on it. They feared him, and they respected him. And the truth is, now our enemies, we've got Russia aligning with China, and nobody, look, nobody fears Joe Biden, and this guy is trying to, you know, bulk himself up for the 2024 election. The man can't put a sentence together. And, you know, he, he made, what, $20 million when he wasn't in office giving speeches? He can't put a sentence together. I I just find it amazing that no one wants to look at a pay-to-play like Peter Schweitzer talks about in all of his books. You know, Hunter Biden and all the money from the Chinese Communist Party and the the energy company. Why does Joe Biden allow a Chinese spy craft to go over the intercontinental ballistic missile sites? What do you think Donald Trump would have done in that situation?
3: Well, first of all, I don't even think they would have tried that with Donald Trump, right? But what you're saying, the juxtaposition between what they're trying to say that Donald Trump did, right, which we all know has no legal bearing whatsoever, versus the obvious, very obvious criminal doings of the Biden family. And it's not just that, that they committed crimes that we know about based on Hunter Biden's laptop. It's that what they've done jeopardizes national security. It jeopardizes our entire country. But maybe that's the whole point, Judge. We know that these are people who are globalists. These are people who want to tear down America because they hate it. They want to rebuild it and their globalist image. They want open borders. They want a free flow of people and everything. They don't want America to be the superpower of the world anymore. Well, how do you do that? This is a great path to get us there. And maybe that's been the end goal all along. Joe Biden, an obvious choice because he'll do anything they say. He'll read anything Mm -hmm. on a teleprompter as badly as he ultimately does it uh, but but that is the real thing that i think people see it's so glaringly obvious and it has to be purposeful it has to be a
1: plan well look of course it's purposeful laura trump because when you look at the open borders you know southern and now northern um, you know, it's it's petrifying. And I, I call him Joe Fentanyl now because the word fentanyl never came off his lips for about a year and a half. And then he says, oh, I'm increasing the penalties for fentanyl. You fool. You're increasing the penalties for fentanyl. As soon as you arrest these people, you let them out. They're, they don't even stick around. And we're creating all of these arteries within the country where the, the drug cartels are making billions of dollars and killing Americans, American children. Joe Biden laughs when the woman, remember the woman who lost two sons? And he says, uh, well, that wasn't, yeah, that was a prior administration. And then, you know, with the with these children uh, who were shot by the trans person at a Christian school, you know, he starts his speech. Yeah, I heard there's ice cream here and I'm I'm Jill's husband and i uh, I'm only kidding. I have ice cream upstairs and, oh, by the way, there was a shooting today. The man is so inappropriate, Lord Trump. How can people support him? It must be that everybody recognizes that this guy is incapable of running the country. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I just can't believe it. Well, most in his party do
3: not want him to seek re-election. I think we know that to be true. And I would still argue that the, the majority of people in America did not vote for Joe Biden. Eighty one million. Really? <laughs> wow. Um, in the 2020 election. But that said, I mean, you're right. It, it, I, it would be embarrassing if it wasn't so heartbreaking and so awful. And imagine what would have happened if Donald Trump had done one of those things you mm-hmm. just you just talked mm-hmm. about while he was president. Yeah, Joe Biden gets the pass. Man, do they support him in the mainstream media. They prop him up. We know that that, that happened the entirety of the campaign in 2020. Um, but I think most people don't believe Joe Biden is actually going to run again for the White House. All I can say is, is I hear it all the time from people that they're they're praying for my father-in-law and our family. Yeah. I want to say sincerely thank you from the bottom of all of our hearts. It means the world to us. We feel it. We need it. Because we all know that this is not just about Republican versus Democrat. It's good versus evil. We're in a spiritual battle right now in our country, in our world. Keep the prayers coming. Pray for this country. And and thank you. Thank you, Judge, for for all that you do, for the fight that you put forward, uh, because we need everybody right now.
1: All right. Laura Trump, thank you so much for joining us on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. All right, everyone, uh, a great person there, uh, strong, strong fighter. She is not going away. I, in my mind, uh, she's going to be up there running for something at some point. And up next on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. It's all coming up here on the Red Apple Audio Network.
0: This is the Judge Janine Show. This is is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro.
1: Okay, now it's time for me to gavel out with my closing argument. You know, folks, I think all of us were struck by the enormity of what happened uh, when Donald Trump, the former president of the United States, was indicted. It is a very heavy burden on this country, but it's not just Donald Trump who's going to be on trial. America is on trial right now, and we didn't start off very well. The case is brought by a woke Soros funded leftist ideologue. Who doesn't care about the violence that's going on on the streets of New York? I can attest to it. I can tell you, this is my wheelhouse. I know this. This is an individual who has an insufficient case barred by the statute of limitations. But it doesn't matter because this is all about getting Donald Trump. But in the midst of all this is the overarching person thing that's on trial. It's America. It's America. Are we a third world country or are we the land of the free and the home of the brave? Are we the country that our forefathers created and wrote about and defined the rules or have we crossed the Rubicon into complete tyranny where we're nothing more than a kangaroo court Dragging in a political enemy, you know it. You feel it in your bones. You've been feeling it since Hillary Clinton was running for president. She can uh, she can erase thirty three thousand emails, which is obstruction of justice. You got Joe Biden, who's got this, uh, you know, classified documents that he had no right to even take out of a skiff, let alone have at his house when he wasn't even president, on issues that have to do. With things that his son is involved in, they are a corrupt family, the Bidens. Just follow the money. Read a book by Peter Schweitzer. You'll get it all there. I am sad. I have devoted my life to the criminal justice system it, the 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 law enforcement runs in my veins. I see this, and i am I am nauseous, not because of the politics alone but because it's legally outrageous. And then there's the political side. And then there's a side about that we could all share, and that is being an American and watching Lady Justice friggin' cry her eyes out on this hypocrisy. See you next week, same time, same place. Take care.